Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans. I'm Brett Thomas. Welcome to The Scorecard, your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday, January 9. Today, the Sixers power to the top of the BBL table. We're set to see a different side of Nick Kyrgios as Aussie Open officials defend the quality of the draw and not slowing down, LeBron drives the Lakers to another win. But first... They've just shaken hands now, both teams. So both teams have now shaken hands, so I think that... They may... I think they're allowed to. Absolutely, that's it. That'll be the end of the day. That'll be the end of the test match. And that'll be a draw between these two sides, Australia and South Africa. But it doesn't really tell the full story of this series, this summer, and all this match, frankly, as Australia were in control right from the start. It took until day five of the third and final test for South Africa to finally show up. Have you been here the whole time? Australia falling eight wickets short of a perfect summer thanks to a mix of the rain, bad light and some contentious calls in Sydney. Three times in the tests, attempted catches went up to the third umpire. As the Aussies chased victory on the final day, Nathan Lyon managed to force an edge off Henrik Klaassen's bat and Steve Smith took what looked to be a certain catch. Not Richard Kettlebra though. The third umpire deemed it touched the grass first. Smith felt otherwise. I can understand the one the other day, um, the one that I scooped up with the one hand, and you know I think that might have potentially touched the ground, but I thought today's one, I was, I was pretty certain I caught today's one. But deemed the other way, so that happens as well. Uh, can't do much about it. It's the umpire's call, we move on. The other surprise out of Sydney, David Warner claiming Man of the Series honours. He was tied with Travis Head and Usman Khawaja in a 3-2-1 voting system. The tiebreaker was Warner's career-reviving double century at the MCG, deemed the best individual performance of the series. Uh, he said it himself, he's like, oh, that's surprising. I heard someone say it was a joint between a few different players and Davey got it in the end, so it doesn't really... Whenever someone plays, it's not the first thing they put on their mantelpiece of the player of the series. And maybe the positive out of not having an obvious player of the series is how even the contributions were across the board, which is what Pat Cummins will need in India in the four-test series starting next month. In more than half a century touring India, Australia has only one series victory back in 2004. After a dominant home summer and playing Pakistan and Sri Lanka in the subcontinent, Cummins is brimming with confidence. I think we've given ourselves the best chance. You know, another fantastic summer. This bowling attack, weathering the storm kind of at the Gabba and MCG and coming here, it's different again. Um, the way our, our batting group has stood up has been fantastic. And yeah, other than this game in a shortened form, you know, shortened time frame, we've been able to get 20 wickets each, um, each test match in different circumstances. So um, I feel like we're adapting really well. Having the experience in Pakistan and Sri Lanka last year has put us in a really good stead for, you know, India. No one's going over there blind. Yeah, it's used the next few weeks to, you know, reflect on, I guess, the last 12 months and then get over there really refreshed and eager. And, uh, yeah, I think we're as good a chance we're ever going to be. Sean Abbott powered the Sixers to a seven-wicket win over the Thunder and to the top of the BBL table. The all-rounder snared three for nine as the Thunder were held to 134. Jordan Silk and Moses Enriquez combined to chase down that target with ease. Maybe 50 and the win, says Moses. On Channel 7 there. Every year, the timing of the Oz Open comes into question. With limited downtime between seasons and the oppressive heat of Melbourne, withdrawals and injuries are always an issue. But it doesn't seem there's any appetite from officials to move the first slam of the year. Changing to a later date in summer or early autumn would compete with the footy codes and the F1 Grand Prix. 
Naomi Osaka is the latest to pull out. No reason given, but no real surprise. The two-time Oz Open champion hasn't played since September last year and took a break for mental health reasons. Still, it's not ideal, with Ash Barty retiring and men's world number one Carlos Alcaraz ruled out with a leg injury last week. Tournament chief Craig Tiley has defended the quality of the draw. The Australian Open is traditionally an event that uncovers the talent of the future and I know the players that we, that we have in the draw, the 256 men and women, are going to give us great tennis from day one. Thankfully for Craig and tennis fans, he does have the biggest draw card, whether you like him or not, in Nick Kyrgios. Mind you, it's hard to know how far Nick may go at his home slam this year. With no exposed lead-up form, he ruffled Leighton Hewitt's feathers by pulling out of the United Cup teams event at the last minute and did something similar in Adelaide. They act like they hate each other. Nick's star is set to rise even further, though, with the release of a new Netflix documentary, Breakpoint, launching next week. He talks about the demons he's battled throughout his career, boozing every night, his life spiralling out of control during his early years on the tour. I was like, OK, I can't keep doing this. I just had to be kinder to myself. My mental health could never be one of those players again that played all year round. I couldn't do that. I value my family, my close, close friends and Cozzy too much to put tennis in front of that anymore. I don't think that's healthy. His former enemy turned new friend, nine-time Aussie Open champion Novak Djokovic is the man to beat again this summer, coming from match point down against Sebastian Korda to win an epic three-set, three-hour final at the Adelaide International. It was anybody's match today. I thought they really think that he was closer to win it. I mean, he was match. He had match point. He was a break-up for the love in the first set and he managed to win the, the tiebreaker, but he was quite in control, I would say. I, I know I wasn't, wasn't playing my best at all. Arena Sabalenka won the women's event, while the US won the first $22 million United Cup, a concept I'm not sure tennis fans are all aboard just yet. All right, it's weekend shout-out time. Loud noises! LeBron James is doing things on a basketball court not many 38-year-olds should still be doing, unless your name is Michael Jordan. The recently turned 38-year-old put the Lakers on his back. He's 37 points, driving LA to a close win over Sacramento, converting a huge and one play with 48 seconds left. That's five wins in a row, and all without an injured Anthony Davis. We're just trying to figure out a way to um, you know, work well off one another, no matter what the lineup is. And you know, everybody that's been on the floor is just kind of playing off one another. Really good rhythm. And Luke Platt is a name to look out for at the Paris Olympics next year. The Victorian cyclist is just the second rider in 40 years to claim back-to-back national road titles, beating Tour de France stage winners Simon Clark and Michael Matthews. So much different to last year, mate. It was, I've been wrapping my brain around that for the whole year. We're trying to work out how to win. Queenslander Brodie Chapman won the women's event, while Melbourne Victory's A-League season goes from bad to worse. As they await sanctions for the ugly scenes as fans storm the pitch in the Melbourne derby, scans have confirmed former Man U forward Nani is out for the rest of their campaign with an ACL tear. And that's your fast, fun hit of sport for today. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.